listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I have Lisa here with me today in one line. Lisa, can you give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund? Hello, everyone. My name is Lisa Carmen Wang. I'm a former USA national champion and Hall of Fame gymnast turned serial entrepreneur. I'm currently the global head of brand and communications at Republic, the leading equity crowdfunding platform to help you invest in the future you believe in. And I'm formerly the founder and CEO of SheWorks, the leading female entrepreneurial community of over 20,000 female entrepreneurs to help close the funding gap. And I'm currently an active angel investor. Wonderful. Wow. That's all. That's so awesome. I'm so honored to have you on today. So what inspired you to become an investor or a venture capitalist? If you look at the world today, it is largely controlled by a small homogenous group of people. And I don't need to name who those people are, but I believe that the power and the profit should not go to a small minority of people, that it should reflect the true diversity of our population and of our country. And the reality is money runs the world. That's just something we cannot deny. And women and underrepresented people have always been shut out of the economic system. We have an economic system where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And that is unacceptable to me. And so getting into venture capital, getting into finance. I started out in hedge funds. I jumped into tech to build my own company. And then I am now on the other side of the table as an investor myself. If you want to create the future you want to believe in, you need to invest in the types of people, the types of leaders, the types of companies that are also building the future that you want to see. And so I believe in being an active participant. And that means putting money where my mouth, investing in the companies I believe in. I believe that the world should be run by three things, empathy, collaboration, and powerful women. And so that is why I make it a point to support, to mentor, and to invest in female-founded companies. That is so wonderful. Can't can't even add to that. So many things I can ask you about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that later in the question later. So, what is your investment thesis, and what is the motivation behind your thesis? Yeah, quite simply, my investment thesis is I invest in badass women-owned brands created by women 
for women. And this goes back to what I just talked about is Mm -hmm. the world is created by and for men. If you even look at the designs of the world, when uh, more women are killed by airbags in car crashes, because cars and the safety around cars are designed for men's bodies. When we have our phones, women drop our phones exponentially more than men do because the size of the phone was created for a man's hand. If you ever tried to open a door and it's super heavy, the reason is because doors have been created for the tensile strength of a man. And look at our healthcare system. It basically treats women's bodies as small men. And that is completely unacceptable. And if you basically put that all together, it means the world is literally designed for men's bodies, for men's health. And we are unique and distinct beings with different systems that operate different ways that we look at the world. And if you actually invested in those types of companies in, you know, investing in women's health, like even just now, are we starting to even look at innovations and ways we can help women when they reach menopause only recently as egg freezing or even any sort of fertility benefits really Mm -hmm. been researched. And the reason we haven't had as much innovation in women's healthcare is because we don't fund that type of research or that type of innovation. We don't have women being supported to innovate those areas. And so that's something I'm really passionate about as a woman who has recently come into really embracing self-love and realizing that I am my most valuable asset, my body, my space, my mind, my energy. And whenever I meet female founders where I see her killing it and I see her hustling and she has a mission that is greater than herself, greater than simply profit because you know profit and purpose are not mutually exclusive. And I look right. for both. That is what I invest in. That's wonderful. So let me ask you this. So you founded SheWorks. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and, and how you created that community? I, I am familiar with the SheWorks and the, that community of females and really female investors investing in other females. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So any great company or movement, it came out of my own pain point and truly experiencing that. It was when I started my first tech company and I went out to Silicon Valley to fundraise. I remember one of the meetings I went to, the investor, the male investor went straight over to my 35-year-old white male COO and shook his hand and brushed me off as the assistant. And I was the CEO. And what I realized in that experience was that for so many women, it's not about some of these big egregious stories we hear in the news, it's about the small paper cuts getting overlooked, undervalued, assumed as inferior, just based off of what we look like. And that's the type of stuff that wears us down over time, but we can't talk about it because it seems overdramatic um, or we seem crazy. And I, (laughs) as I was going through um, this experience, I was like, are there any other women who are experiencing this too? I just want to talk about it. I just want to be able to empathize. And it was interesting because I had spoken to a male founder friend and he he had said, wow, I never even thought about that because when I pitch investors, the only thing I have to worry about is making sure they don't think my company sucks. I never right. realized I had to 
but you and women had to worry about so many other things before they even step into the room. And so She Works was born out of that and realizing how much these invisible challenges were in the way um, mm-hmm. of women getting access to the right sorts of tables and the right capital. I mean, this was all pre Me Too before there was as much awareness yeah. as there was now or as much talk. And the catalyst for launching our first event at SheWorks was actually in New York City. There was a female founder who had committed suicide a couple of weeks ago, and there was no indication on her social media. And it just made us realize how much women needed these safe spaces to be able to speak about the challenges because it's really hard to be an entrepreneur, um, to build something and and create your vision of the world. And having now been an experience, been a part of that building process, helping women raise over $50 million in funding through SheWorks, having it Mm -hmm. now acquired, I have total respect for entrepreneurs, uh, I don't know if I can do it again, like building a whole tech company and growing it because it's, I can definitely say it is, it's so much hard work. It is, it's hard to be an investor, but it is not like, it is not Not half the battle as being an entrepreneur. So I think I, having had that experience as an entrepreneur really helps me as an investor because I can also guide and I can advise and I can see some of those mistakes that I made and hopefully help the companies that I invest in not make those mistakes. Thank, thank you for going over that. I, I think people would, would be interested in listening about that and the past experience and how that came about. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? Yeah, so I am getting into the crazy world of crypto and blockchain. Welcome. <laughs> um, and <sighs> what has really sparked my interest in diving deeper into it is realizing just how powerful this new economic system could be Mm. that is transparent, that is removing the middlemen, primarily the old, rich, white middlemen who control the banks and control so much of our economy. And realizing that if this actually becomes as big as it could be, if it could potentially Mm -hmm. upend our current economic system, women and underrepresented people, we need to be a part of building this. We cannot sit on the sidelines like in in the past, I don't think we had a choice, but that's why the world is built how it is. That's why the economic system is built how it is. Like even words like there's so much vocabulary, like bull, the spread, but very masculine and it's reflective of the people who built it. But Given that interest, that's crypto. A word, yeah, yeah. Interest. Given, exactly. Given that crypto is in the nascent stage, where there is a very big opportunity for new people to get involved, to be a part of building something, I think it is so important for women, especially, to start educating themselves, start even investing, being an active participant, learning about the values of it, which are around transparency and community and connection. There's so much potential here, but if we don't actively participate, it's going to be deja vu all over again, 50, hundred years from now, it's going to be like, why did we not 
go in on this when we had the opportunity. And so that leads me to uh, what I'm creating. And this is part of the listening experience is my new podcast, which is called Bitcoin is my boyfriend. And it's really about making money and learning about crypto fun and pleasurable, because that's what I think life should be. That's what I think it means to be a woman is to be able to enjoy our life and like experience pleasure. And for way too long, we have been taught that we can't feel pleasure for ourselves where it's, it's somehow dirty or we can't be playful because we have to act like men. We always be so serious. We always have to be so this, we always have to be in a certain box, in a box. But that's again, putting you, when you put people in boxes, no matter how you put them in a box, you're still labeling them as, as whatever it is. Like you said, having the playful thing, that's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing as a a part of being a woman, which is awesome. But I mean, back, back to your, so back to your blockchain crypto point, it will disrupt literally everything. It will disrupt literally everything. And so I, I like how you're doing your Bitcoin is my boyfriend podcast, because it is important to have all these other representative voices. And the other point, is it really going to be a government? You know, if you think about Bitcoin, no, the government didn't create it. No one kind of knows who made it. You know, it's kind of it's like a mysterious thing. Can something else emerge like that? Where there's yeah. really no owners. There's really not. It's supposed to be utility for the world and it's supposed to be helpful for everyone and no one kind of owns it and it's you know but it will disrupt everything the blockchain bitcoin's already disrupted everything but the blockchain itself will disrupt everything and i agree with you if it comes to its fullest fruition all systems will be on that there will be no uh, ordinary systems anymore everything will be on a blockchain at some point yeah. And the leadership, and that's what you touched upon with the government point is look at the the leaders who are leading the world's countries. Yes. Almost primarily men with a few exceptions. And this is, again, an opportunity. It's like, what exactly what could that look like? What does a true democracy look like where we actually have competent leaders, competent, intelligent, empathetic, collaborative leaders mm-hmm. who want to put things like human life and sustainability first and right. want to make sure that the world is lifted up together, not just the top 0.1%. And so I think that there's, there's a lot of ways where we can think about the, 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 the ideal world we would want to see, but if we are going to create that ideal world, there is this really powerful technology here that's yes. available. And so how are we going to be a part of that? How do we tap into that? Because it's not going away. It's only going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. All right, Lisa, here's the bonus question, which mm-hmm. everyone gets. In two years time from now, when we're talking, hopefully we'll be talking before then. How do you see venture capital or investing having evolved or changed? Two years from now, I see it where it's already going and it's platforms like Republic that are creating this change where it's the people, right? The communities are choosing the types of companies and the types of leaders that get funded, not just the ultra wealthy, not just the venture capital funds. Like, why do they have the choice? I, it it really comes down to that. The exclusive choice. Why do they have the exclusive choice? Yeah. And, and their um, choice isn't necessarily any better than the crowd's choice either. Exactly. Because 
when you crowdfund, when you allow the community to invest anything as 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, that's them putting their vote into mm-hmm. the people that they want to lead, that they want to build the future. And that at the end of the day is what capitalism is all about. And so I True. see that world where, and this is where my mission is to help educate women to f- be able to feel comfortable and safe investing and growing their wealth by putting their money in companies they believe in that are values and mission aligned and being excited about that, being excited about their investments, regardless of where they are in their financial journey. That's awesome. I love that. It makes sense because I've had a a few conversations internal to what we do and we believe the same thing. Why is it that we don't get more crowds, communities to put that those dollars in as well. And then you can invest as well as as well as rich individuals. You know, all of them can invest. So why is it that your voice should be less because you're not like an accredited investor based on some other rules from what is this 1934 or whatever the rules are from accredited investors. That's another thing that that I think technology and other things can change is do we really have to in the crowdfunding crowdfunding was actually very revolutionary the concept of it let's let our communities and people that wouldn't normally have access i think just as everything it's not it's still it's still early as well just as blockchain and and crypto Mm -hmm. and i think as people realize more and more like the republics and the other kind of platforms that are out there where you really can use that as your voice and really vote for the people that, you know, or the things you like is, hey, I really like this. Let me put in $100, $50, you know, really that that becomes very powerful. Mm-hmm. And you see the world moving towards that with social media yeah. and how powerful social capital is mm-hmm. when Kylie Jenner can tweet a tweet and change a stock price. Or Elon, Elon Musk. Musk or... Yeah, tweets a tweet and then changes the price of crypto. It's the world is, you have to listen to the people now. And anyone who's in denial of that is just in denial. And I think that for us as individuals, realizing how powerful our voice is, how powerful our vote, how powerful our dollar is to activate that change, that's going to be really the next frontier. Because the moment that we do, the moment that we all do, that women and minorities and people who have traditionally been left out of these systems realize just how powerful we are, it's watch Mm -hmm. out. Game's over. (laughs) Game's over. All right, Lisa, how do people contact you? You can find me on all social channels at Lisa Carmen Wang. And my website is lisacarmenwang.com. And my newest podcast, Bitcoin, is my boyfriend. You can listen to that on anywhere where there are podcasts. Lisa, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you so much. Thanks to Lisa and Carmen Wang from Republic for being our guest today on the Female VC Lab podcast. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. 
Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin t-r-a-i-l-y-n dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.